Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. Okay. So Vaughan uh, is going to lead us in prayer, and then we'll get going. Lord, thank you that we can be here together on a Sunday evening, and Lord, thank you that we get to discuss the finances of the church, and I pray... Um, yeah, that you, you make it an environment where we feel comfortable uh, asking questions and allow us the opportunity to be transparent about um, steering your finances uh, wisely. Amen. Amen. So, um, this is a six-month review and update from our AGM, which was held in February. Uh, we expect this to last 30 minutes, uh, and there's plenty of time for questions at the end. If you have a burning question, put it up, your hand up, but otherwise, save the questions, and we'll have a time of questions at the end. So uh, our hope for this time is to update you on what's happened in the last six months, but also to start thinking about the next three years, 2023 to 2026. We always want to ensure transparency and accountability with our money. Uh, It's a New Testament principle, and it's really important you guys know what we get in, what we spend, where we spend it, and all the rest. Uh, We want to create ownership and belonging. Uh, that whilst there's a few people that have uh, the primary stewardship of the money, it's something that we should all sense a level of ownership if Christ City Church is your church. And we would ask you to pray, and that some of the things we share tonight may fuel your prayers. So we will review the big picture vision of the church. Then we we will review our strategy for the next three years and some key decisions we're going to make and the financial implications. We'll review the finances of the last six months since our AGM, and then we'll pray to finish. Uh, So the big picture, I've used this analogy many times, um, of a trellis and a vine. Uh, A trellis is a structure, a wooden structure, uh, the crisscrosses there, that help support the organic growing vine. Uh, The trellis is not what is important, what is important is the vine, but the trellis is vital for the strength of the vine, particularly as it grows. The vine, the trellis in this analogy is structures in church life, and the vine are you and I, the people of God. So the vine is the people of God with the gospel and the Holy Spirit working within our lives. And the trellis are the structures and practicalities, including the finances. Another helpful thing with this analogy of a trellis and, and a vine, this idea of a vine, is that we are not here as a church to build a monument and just see how big and how much we can pull it all in and make us all feel safe. We want to create a movement like a vine that multiplies and, and, and bears fruit and, and that fruit then dies and grows and other things grow up and all the rest. So we're not here just to create something that grows and grows and grows and protect that for ourselves. We want to create a movement where we uh, take what God has given us and we look to use it and bless and send and multiply. So our vision stays the same. Uh, this is what we tell you at Connect and Belong, and uh, has been our vision since the start, to make a positive impact for Christ in the city of Dublin. Spiritually, we want to see people saved, come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, be forgiven of their sins, and receive eternal life. We want to socially make a difference to the least, the lost, and the last, by caring as God does with a, a preferential bias for those with less in how we use our resources And we want to uh, impact the culture of the city, our workplaces, our sports teams, our universities, our friendship groups, by being salt and light and representing Christ wherever we go. Our values stay the same. Mission to be a sent people that goes out. uh, uh, So outwards, discipleship, upwards, to grow into maturity 
as disciples of Christ. Community inwards, so out, out, up, and in to care for one another as a church family. And leadership beyond to multiply and raise up more leaders. And our doctrine stays the same. We subscribe to the Evangelical Alliance Island Statement of Faith that unites evangelical churches in Ireland and beyond. So our strategic plan for the next three years, so 2023 to 2026, is to become a church-planting church. Uh, Praise God, we were able to start the South Congregation a year ago to this day, and uh, we celebrated our first birthday with a Freddo. That's nice, generous of us. Money's been used well, folks. Um, So that's uh, that's one congregation gone, and uh, in a good sense, being sent, movement. Um, And our plan is uh, then to do more. So we want to create multiplication in the DNA of the church at every level. So our life groups, so small groups of of accountability are multiplying. Uh, Our city groups where we have community and pastoral care and studying God's word together are are multiplying. Uh, That our leaders at all different times and Sunday leaders, back behind the scenes leaders, uh, preachers, everyone, we want to multiply to create a, a movement dynamics. Uh, through uh, raising people up. So we, would, we are looking to plant Christ City Church North in September 25. There may be some activity before that, but that's when the planned official launch would be. Maffey, uh, the plan is that Maffey would go. He's just bought a house there and has got a couple of city groups that he's helping to organize and oversee. We'll go and plant that church with some from the south and some for the central and go and uh, plant Christ City Church North. And he'll be sharing more about that in the years to come. Uh, obviously, he is the pastor of this congregation and the assistant pastor of the church, and he won't just be leaving because it's a morning congregation there. So he'll be able to stay involved. But it comes to our finance point. We will need to think about leadership succession in the coming years. Uh, CCC Wicklow is then on the cards. I'm speaking to George and Scarlett Tice, um, who are part of our South congregation about September 26, or we may need a bit more time, depending on how it all, after the launching CCC North, whether we need to breathe for a bit longer before going again. So they're the next two congregation plans, and those congregations may in time turn into churches separate from uh, the mothership, so to speak, but that's all TBC. Uh, We want to continue to partner with the Social Justice Ministry, and this week, uh, I, myself and a few others, including I think I saw Penny there, yeah, uh, were uh, part of uh, the launch of Christians Against Poverty in Ireland, which was a, a, a real success and uh, a great encouragement to us. And so that is a charity that is known in, uh, very well established in the UK, but also New Zealand, Australia, America and Canada. And now we're the fifth country. Um, and it looks to help those with financial distress and debt. And we, over time, will become a partner church, whether south, central, or north, or all of the above, and have us tra- a number of us trained to be money coaches so we can help those who are struggling with financial debt. And some of you may be interested in becoming a money coach in the months and years ahead. Uh, we want to invest in people to make all this happen. So we will need two congregation leaders to be raised up. So... We currently have myself in South and Maffey in Central. Maffey's not going to disappear, but he will need to have more time towards North. So you'll have myself in South and him in, in, in North. I will probably come into Central and someone will hire in South, probably. And then uh, Wicklow will hire again. So we need four in total, hence why we need two more over the coming years. All to be discerned. And we'd love your thoughts and feedback. And that's why one of the points is you might go from this meeting and pray and think about how we can best do this.
We will also need other people that aren't necessarily the upfront leaders or the, the person leading the charge, pastoral care workers and operation and administrative leads. So other people to do different roles in church life. So potentially up to four people being hired to make all this happen. Some ludic- Okay, so that's the, the vision, our values, our doctrine, and uh, our strategic plans for the next three years. Some leadership changes. The first one is we have a big thank you to Vaughan Code C, our financial lead. Vaughan is about to have a, well, in February we'll have a baby with his wife Elena and has just started an MBA, which requires a lot of his life for the next 14 months as he goes to France once a month for, for an MBA. So big round of applause to Vaughan who will be stopping. Uh, that's a, 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 an 18-month, you know, definite break, and he may come back on once all that settles. Um, so, uh, welcome, uh, Justin Anderson. He's going to take on the finance for at least 18 months. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Justin was right there at the start of the church when we were six of us, and Justin set up all the finances. He got us organised as a charity and has been a great faithful servant of the church ever since it started and will be part of the Northside plant uh, when it happens. And Justin, is, as a great servant, uh, is willing to take it for that interim period and then we'll discern what happens afterwards. So thank you, Justin. Um, and Neil Douglas is less uh, significant for you guys, but some of you will know him, has joined our South Congregation team as well. Um, so this is the finance team. Uh, Justin, Ola, uh, we'll come to Kent in a minute, Will and Vanessa. Vaughan is stepping off, and we needed a South African accountant, and Kent is a South African accountant (laughs) to replace Vaughan. So she will join the team. She's part of our South congregation. She's currently mourning in Paris, believe it or not, uh, after the loss of of her team. Uh, She comes with a whole wealth of experience and skills, much like we've received from Vaughan, just that financial um, experience and acumen. It will be really valued. And Vaughan has set the team up so well. All the jobs are well organized, distributed. No one takes a huge burden all on themselves. So she will join and Justin will lead the team. Only this team knows who gives financially to Christ City Church uh, and Vaughan who stepped off. Um, so Maffie and I don't know. The other leadership team don't know. The other congregation teams don't know. Uh, trustees know what the uh, staff get paid, but they don't know who, uh, who, who gives. And that's deliberate. Uh, this is our trustee team. So we have Tim, uh, Chloe, uh, Justin, and Maria, uh, who had, is the chair of that team. And uh, Tim and Chloe will step off because they've had their three-year cycle come the end of the year. And so in January, we'll have two new people come on. You can serve for a maximum of three years and then have a year off and potentially come back on if, if appropriate. So uh, we will thank you in January, Tim. And we look forward with bated breath to new trustees. Uh, This is the congregation team in South. Again, less relevant, but I thought you might be interested. So myself, Nian, Ola, Sharon, Maria, and Neil. Sharon led recently here, so hopefully you'll know her. Um, And then this is the congregation team in Central. Maffi leads the team. And Vanessa, Will, and Katie. And Maffi's looking to grow that team as well. Uh, And Maffi and I, as you would have realized last week if you were here, now our elders. So we serve as elders on all those teams. Uh, we both serve as elders on the leadership team that covers the whole church. And Maffey serves as an elder leading the central team and I serve as an elder leading the south team. This is our leadership team that we both serve on. So myself, Maffey, Andrew, and Ola, and Sharon. And that team, God willing, will grow as well. So that's all our vision, our values, um, the things we're looking to do, and who does what in church life right now.
you have questions, you can just think about holding them to the end and we can take any questions. So over to Vaughan for the fun stuff. Okay, great. So, um, yeah, so the, as Steve mentioned at the beginning, this, the purpose of this is really just to see how are we doing um, it's, you know, against the budget that we, we set for ourselves at the beginning of the year. And as you can see, this was our budget for this year. So we budgeted income of 220000 and expenditure of 260000 So we made the conscious decision to dip into our savings um, this year. Now, thankfully, that was not necessary. So e even with this, um, this deficit, we assumed a 15% increase in giving. And uh, the church has been extremely generous. We, we are now projecting a, um, a surplus for the year. So first of all, thank you very much to, to everyone who gives. That's, that's, that's really amazing. Um, then on the next slide, you'll see this is sort of the bigger picture stuff, as, as Steve mentioned. Um, you know, we, we have plans to, to grow, and we don't want to build up a monument and just uh, build our bank balance, but we want, want to use that. Um, now, in order to do that, we'll, we'll need to increase our, um, our income even further. So we're, we, we, we've ran some projections for future staff, hires, etc. And we're currently, um, those projections currently assume a 7.5% increase year on year um, and dipping into some savings at a, at a manageable or conservative rate. Now, um, that 7.5% increase might look like a 5% increase from existing givers, and an additional eight givers at 150 euros per month. Obviously, there are many scenarios, but that's one, one way that uh, increase could be, could be made. And um, I'm going into the, in a bit more detail in a following slide where the money goes, but a lot of this will go into staffing, both existing as well as um, you know, future staff hires. And we want to keep even as our income grows, we want to keep giving away 10% of, uh, of our income. A part of that 10% goes to a church plant savings fund for, for future expansion. Um, but as, as we get more money, we give more money, and that's, that's a principle we're, we're, we're sticking to. Um, and then just there, at the, the very last reminder is, and I'll, I'll speak a bit about it later as well, um, if you are a giver and you give more than 250 euros per year, uh, we can claim tax back from your, donation, from your donations to the church. So if you are a regular giver and you've not yet filled out a form, it's a one-pager, please get in touch with Ola. It's usually beneficial to us. They also have to be a taxpayer. You also have to be a taxpayer, yes, that's correct. Mm. Um, and yeah, just a bit of an overview on this slide. As Steve mentioned, we want to align our finances with our strategy. So these are some of the things that we want to spend our money on um, in, in the next three or four years. We want to keep on investing and caring for our existing staff um, before we think about hiring new staff. And um, for example, we've, one thing that we're bringing in from January is a, is a pension contribution on, on behalf of staff. Um, we want to, I said there, we want to make two to four more strategic hires with church plants in the, in the pipeline that will need people and, and that will need money. Um, we want to keep investing in our interns. Now, just for transparency, our internships are unpaid at the moment, but our staff, who we do pay, invest a lot of time in our interns. And they also go on conferences and, and that sort of thing that, that the church pays for. And then, yeah, we want to, as Steve mentioned, he sp spoke about CAP, we want to become a CAP church and we want to keep multiplying. And um, this less of a financial one, what 
but we want to review whether it would make sense for us to join a wider church network um, or, or movement. That's something that we're thinking about at the moment. So where are we now? Um, at August this year, you can see there our income is slightly ahead of our expenditure, which is, which is good news. Um, our expenditure is a slightly higher than our, what we budgeted that it would be, but not significant, and, and our income is making up for that. And you'll see there the government aid. We have not yet received the government aid, which is a big lump sum that we receive based on the previous year's giving. Um, so, yeah, we're, there's a couple of variables, but we're, we're, we're projecting to end up in a, in a surplus situation um, this year. And then the next slide, this is quite an encouraging one to look at. You'll see there from 2017, we had 22, uh, on average, 22 regular givers. That's gone up to 65 this year, so it's almost tripled, um, which is really encouraging and enables us to make all these plans and, and have all these uh, plan yeah, plans for the futures that we, future that we can fund. Um, at the beginning of the year, we asked for 30 new givers at an average of 120 euros per month, and that 120 euros was half the average uh, giving amount per month at that stage. We're up 17 givers this year so far, and our average has also gone up from 240 to 300 euros per month. So everyone has responded really well to our, <laughs> to our ask for, for more donations. So thank you very much. Um, as I said, that enables the church to grow and, and make plans. So where does the money go? Um, as you can see there, the biggest, the biggest expense is staff. Um, it's... It's, it's, it's been that way for a number of years now, and, and we, we intend to keep it. Um, it. It will be the biggest expense going forward as well. Um, and then you can see rent is, is, is a big one as well. And then, and then giving, we, as I mentioned, we intend to keep on giving away 10% of our income. And then Weekend Away and, and Zambia, um, and maybe just a word on that. So we run these like the weekend away in Zambia, as well as Sports Extra, and I'll mention something about Sports Extra as well. We run it through the church, but we also get money in from, you know, people going on the weekend away. So that's not necessarily, you know, we don't necessarily give a net amount of 3% of our income to the weekend away. It's sort of, it's offset by people paying for the weekend away as well. Um, and just a word on, on Sports Extra, we currently run that through the church, but um, we... We, we, from next year, we're going to set up a separate bank account for that and keep track of um, income. Well, we already keep track of income specific to Sports Extra, you know, separately, and, and we have a good track record or, or, or good systems for keeping track of that. But next year, we'll have it even more so with a separate bank account that be sort of very well uh, run separately. Um, so you know, specific income, whether it's uh, specific donations or specific fees for going on, on, on Sports Extra is used specifically for sp Sports Extra. It's not, it's not mixed with um, other things. Okay, and um, we have four staff members that we, uh, that, that, that we pay. Um, so there are there, you'll recognize all their faces. <laughs> so Maffi is our assistant pastor here at Central. And then Vanessa is our student worker and communications and operations officer in Central, both of them full-time. Steve's the lead pastor based in the south side and also full-time. And then Ola is our pastoral care and operations lead. She's part-time in south side.
we also have four interns. You'll probably know all of them. Uh, so we've got Josh, Ilana, Rachel, and Nick. And Nick is, I think he's here, but he's in south side. Um, and the, the, the rest are in, in the north side. Oh, sorry, central. central. Sorry, central. Okay. So before we get to questions, two things for you to prayerfully consider in light of the vision, our strategy, our financial situation. Firstly, can you invest in CCC in Dublin until 2026? So make intentional decisions in light of this and be part of the church family on this journey of planting two new congregations. And can you support financially, either by starting to give if you don't, or increasing your giving if you can, either because your situation's changed or you're stirred by the Spirit to, to give more? So those are two questions for you to consider. Can you join us on the journey? Can you be part of it? Can you think about how you might play a part? And can you, part of that playing a part, can it be supporting financially? So I'll leave those two questions with you. But now, uh, time for any Q&A, which I'm sure there'll be a thumb, and you can ask any question, however basic or potentially controversial. Don't feel, uh, you can't talk about Ireland being South Africa there. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, Isaac. That's about the giving, uh, maybe two questions on that. So the first one is 23 so far, we're saying it's 9% rather than 10. I just wondering, we plan to increase that, or is that just how it is? And then secondly, is, do you have a breakdown of the breakdown of how our giving is kind of distributed? Yeah, so good question. On the first one, so that 9%, we gave some of our 2020 to giving in January this year. So that's actually, we usually give our giving around the end of the year, right? So there was a bit of a timing mismatch. So that 9% actually relates to last year's, uh, last year's giving that we just gave in January. Um, but we, what we make sure is that the a giving for a year, whether it's in January or in the December, is 10% of that year's income. So a um, bit of a timing mismatch in this, but yes, we will give 10% of this year's income whether December or January next year. Um, and then in terms of, I don't have a breakdown by amount for who we give to, but on the last slide, well, on this slide, this is some of the organizations that we, that we support financially. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned, included in that 10%, we do put away a bit of that for a church plant, in a church plant savings fund as well. Yes. My follow-up question is, what percentage do you put away to church planting? And also, what is the logic of saying that something which would effectively still be part of Christ's city church is actually a tithe? That's a very good question. I, I don't know the exact percentage. We can maybe include that in tomorrow's email. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're at 14 grand in the savings for church planting. I don't know the percentage. I think we're, I think we're at 18 grand 18 at the moment grand, yeah. over a number of years. The logic, whether that's uh, maybe Steve, do you want to comment just, on that? Just to, yeah, I can speak on that. Just to come back to the uh, the giving question. So we have three principles that guide our giving. So anyone else can suggest people based on these three principles. Do we have a relationship with this organisational person? We look at the New Testament and giving is done in relationship. Uh, is this going to help the gospel progress in Ireland or somewhere where we have a relationship, and particularly Dublin, or is this going to help the poor? particularly in Dublin or Ireland, or again, where we have a relationship. So those are the three things, relationship, gospel, and poor. So coming back to Isaac, anyone might go, listen, I've got this great connection, and I'd love our church to be part of that financially, then we're really open to it. Um, in terms of the logic, 
uh, it's just a giving away to a, 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 it's giving to us, but it's typically, for example, when we launched South, we had to spend about 12 grand on gear. So you just need a wedge of money to do that and things like that when you start a new church. So in one sense, we're giving to ourselves, but uh, it's giving to something new that we're doing. So um, you're not satisfied with that answer, are you? Yeah, but well, that's fine. Well, we can change it, but I think WeFence is giving away from what we currently do to start current, our current base. But have, you know. yeah, I, I think it is a good point to, to discuss and yeah, review, yeah. you know, whether that is whether that does make sense in terms of our giving philosophy. So I, it's a valid point, and we'll, we'll definitely take it on board. And I'll, I'll put the percentage in, there in tomorrow's email as well. Any other questions? Well, um, it was It's a good question. It's something we thought about. So because we are building up a bit of savings, right? So we looked at investing it in, you know, with a, through whether in shares or something like that. Um, the difficulty with that, and, and we've, we've not completely shut off the idea, but the, the sort of stumbling block we ran into with that is, you know, investing in a share portfolio is you know, we're not just investing our own money, we're investing donations, and, and people might have very different ideas which companies to invest in, what, you know, uh, putting lots of people's money into specific shares of companies is, we felt that might not be our decision to make where everyone's money goes, right? Now, it does make complete sense. Do you just want money to be sitting in the bank, losing its value effectively? No, we don't, um, but we don't think investing it in, in shares is the, is, the, is the right way to go, for, go about it now. Fixed-term deposits at banks, we looked at that. It was, I mean, we can look at it again, but it was nearly, it was negligible. It mm. wouldn't have made a, a significant difference, really. But we're open to suggestions. It's not a thought we shut, shut down, but those are sort of the two routes we've explored and decided to not go ahead with. It's around 200 and I have, 30, yeah, I think, yeah. about 230,000 plus the around 18,000 for the church plant savings. Yeah. To note, even with the banks that looked at the savings, you also lost a lot of the flexibility. Yeah, because you. It wasn't that there wasn't a return. I think it was also yeah. that you wouldn't be able to access it potentially. Yeah, yeah. You have to fix it for a certain period, for example, and and didn't we didn't, we wouldn't get enough for that to make make a lot of sense. Good question. And open suggestions. It might be worth checking that again because the ETB rate has now changed, so it should be four percent on the really quite short call. In fairness, we did look at say again? On a quarter of a million. Yeah, okay, we'll we can definitely look into it again. We we did look into it before interest rates sort of yeah, yeah. We looked at it probably, I don't know, maybe six months ago or something, bef before all these interest rates increases. So, yeah, definitely something to look at again. 
Hands up if you're still in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Nobody in this note. Who makes the decision on where the living goes? Is it trustee, finance, leadership? Yeah, it's not a nosy question. It's a very good question. I'm happy to be transparent on it. Yeah, it's the leadership team and congregation team through the leadership team. So, any, but anyone can make a suggestion. Yeah, 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 and I think in those days we had about 20 people in the room, it was easier to get that. So I think there's the openness to you guys to come to us with relationship gospel poor. If it ticks those boxes, we're open to considering what we use our, our money for. And we will revisit Penny's good challenge to consider the giving to ourselves. Um, and that is a general principle, though, that's good to know that the we... However, a charity must be governed according to the, the laws of the country. In God's church, it's the spiritual leaders of elders and leaders, spiritual leaders that govern the church. So hence why those kind of decisions, of course, the trustees inform. It's not like we exclude them, but that's where decisions ultimately get made for these things. Yeah. Um, second question, sorry. I remember like, there was whispers before of there might be money being used at some point for you. Just, like, yeah, 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 I'll comment on that. I think, so no, it's not really part of the conversation. Should we get our own building at this, that's, at this stage? The, the conversation is really, how can we plant new churches and, how, and we need staff to do that? That's, that's the conversation. We, have, we do rent office space from IBI, I think, once, one morning a week. That's been sort of sufficient. Um, but no, we're not looking at getting our own building we don't think it's necessary or really makes sense uh, at this stage. It was talked about, so it might come back on the table in five or ten years, but it's that idea of monument versus movement and investing in people, not structures. Uh, but there may come a time when that flips for whatever reason, so we're not never, but not certainly as Vaughan said, that's not our priority now. Uh, you know, renting this is a thousand a month. Uh, renting uh, Oatlands School in Stillorgan is a thousand two hundred a month. Uh, and, you know, you couldn't get a building in Dublin where you could host two congregations, certainly not in two locations. I mean, just, it just becomes madness, really, to think of it, yeah. Just regarding the 2% to Zambia, what, uh, like, what is that thing? Yeah. Is that yeah. yeah, so again, it's just because we, it's basically travel costs to Zambia, so people would have given their, you know, paid CCC for their flight tickets, and then we bought the flight tickets, so it's not really that we gave, you know, 2% of our budget to Zambia. Um, it's more of an accounting thing. The yeah, money it's more came of an, in and yeah, that's how we it's it, the yeah. gross amount that went to them. Yeah. Yeah. We do give to Zambia, Finjeru, it's out of our tithe. So that's, that happens, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Good. Yeah, Lena. Um, you know, talking about like, raising up other leaders and stuff, would there be, you know, room in the budget or whatever for someone to, you know, have time at the Irish Bible Institute or... Yeah. Yeah, that's in there, yeah. No, it's a grand thank you for asking. Yeah, so it links into the caring for staff point, you know, pensions being a very practical thing, but also training. So any staff that come on board, we look to go, what are the best training options for you ongoing? And every one of our staff is currently pursuing that to a higher or lesser degree. If we were to take on someone younger, so Matthew came, where is Matthew? I can't even... 
yeah, Mafi. Mafi came on with a theology degree. If a congregation leader didn't have that under their belt, then we would want to get that as part of them coming on board. But it's not just congregation leaders, there's other people. Yeah. So IBI uh, is one in Dublin, which we worked with already, and Vanessa's done quite a few courses with. Uh, Crosslands is the one I did years ago equivalent, and that's uh, flexible. And then we took a load of people to the Think Conference, a the theology conference in London this year. We'll do that and probably double the number we take. Uh, we took a load of people to Irish Bible, Irish Preachers Conference in January. We'll do that and hopefully double the numbers we take. So we want to up our training of staff and non-staff. So great question. Uh, I doubled our budgets on those two things, didn't I, this year, everyone? Yeah. Yes. So that's a high priority. Yeah. Can I, I just ask? There was a slide on the leadership team with like four members. Five with Ola and Andrew, the one's picture. Okay. But yeah, it's five of us. Um, and then obviously, my understanding is Matthew and yourself are elders. Yes. So I'm just wondering what the kind of distinction between the eldership and the rest of the leadership team. Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks, Charlie. So the first one is that the leadership team is year-on-year -year review in a way that, I mean, someone may decide and there are seasons where you're not an elder, but an elder is more of a permanent position. Uh, the second thing is, uh, for those who were here last week, it was a real setting aside in a different way and entrusting us to shepherd, guard, protect, lead the flock as the ultimate leaders of the church, as elders. So the elders do have that final authority and that uh, responsibility and an accountability before God, which we talked about last week with 1 Peter 5, in a way that's slightly different. Um, but we, wanna, we want to do eldership in such a way that we are involving lots of non-elders in decisions, hence why we serve on the teams and lead the teams, but there's, a, there's a other people involved. So it's a different eldership model than pretty much every church I know. So we're trying to cast something out a bit unique there. Happy? Yeah? Sure. Um, so I have a lot of thoughts. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I think, first of all, this is amazing that you guys are giving us the opportunity to know where the church stands. I never had that in the Dominican Republic. I, I think this is impressive. Um, culture shock there. <laughs> and uh, the second thing is that I would love to start giving and uh, be part of that. Um, but I also would like to know how often are we going to get updates on how things are going because that also makes us feel like, okay, this is going somewhere and uh, also make us think of how we can get there faster. Yeah. Is, it, is the weather or the financial transparency the greatest culture shock from the Dominican Republic, I wonder? <laughs> oh, good. So we do this twice a year. We have an AGM in February, and then we have the six-month review. So every six months, the church is involved in this. But you can ask at any time. To any, now you know who the finance team are, and Mafia and I, and Lee, so you can come and ask questions at any, any point. Um, so that's why we do it every six months, so that you're always pretty much in the loop. There's no surprises, things things change with iterations, but there's not huge changes. Uh, so, does that help? Did you want to? Yeah, I want to add to that. I think in terms of transparency, like we, we the, who gives and things like salaries, for example, yes. uh, we'll keep that confidential. But beyond that, we're pretty much, you know, transparent with it. Like it's not our money or anything like that. So, 
um, it's it's donations from the church. So we we want to you know we, we're really open to suggestions, feedback, criticism, anything like that. Or if you want, have specific questions on what we you know if you want the list of conferences that we paid for, for example, we're very happy to. Um, to, to be as transparent, uh, you know, as, as possible with, with all of that stuff. Just on then how to give, um, thanks for asking. Um, the letterbox is one way you can give with cash. There's a bank transfer, standing order, and Revolut. Standing order is still the best option for the church because it helps us to budget and then plan more accurately. So please include your name in the title, e.g. Jack Smith, donation, CCC tithe, or giving. If you're a taxpayer, as Vaughan has said, make sure uh, we have your details so we can claim tax back, which ends up being quite a sizable amount. If you don't give, a suggestion to give if you're employed is 50 to 100 just to get going. If you're unemployed or a student, start giving a, a tenner a month uh, to get you going. If you're an existing giver, depending on circumstances and how your heart is being moved, consider raising 5% on your existing donation. The key thing is to consider what you can give and then get started. As Vaughan said, the church average is 300 a month, um, year to date. But as the scriptures repeatedly tell us, God knows the real cost and the real sacrifice whenever we give, however it's 10 euros or 300 or whatever. So uh, you decide that before God, and uh, we encourage you to do that. Um, the main reason people don't give in church life is because they don't get around to it. They have this thing, I want to do that, and then they never get around to it. So get around to it, if that's you. Uh, any other questions? Where were we? You mentioned that you were looking at like uh, joining like a alliance or like a network, yeah. Yeah. Why would you bother um, if you did, like, who would make that decision? Would it be like open to the church? Yeah, the first question is one we're debating why would we bother? So, great question. And the reasons we might bother are to uh, have a uh, be able to do work in other places where we couldn't go by ourselves, so other parts of Ireland, other parts of Europe, where if we were just ourselves, we might not be able to get, do gospel work and church planting into other areas. Also, the, we, there'd be opportunities for leadership training in very specific things that we couldn't do. Um, so that could be, for example, there's, if we're part of a wider network, you have expertise on lots of different things, you know. Might be someone who's a mental health expert or someone who's an apologetics expert or someone who's a Greek scholar expert within the network. You know, great, we can tap in and receive. So both to do further mission in places we couldn't go by ourselves and to receive further training. And it could help our sense of accountability to be part of something wider. So they're the reasons why we might. But we also might create our own if, God willing, we end up with four and five and six church plants. We think, well, how could we do that ourselves? So pray for us as we make that decision in the coming years. No rush on that decision. In terms of your second question, who would make it, it would be very much a consultative decision. So there won't be suddenly you'll return, oh my word, we're suddenly part of this network and they're enforcing all these things on us or any of that. So the way we do decisions is that Mafia and I and the leadership team would start the discussion. Then we go to the congregation teams. Then we have a wider leaders gathering three times a year. We just had it. So there's about 40 of us. Uh, and then we'd come to this meeting. So there'd be plenty of consultation over six to 12 months before any decision was made. I think there was another question. Yep. Good question. I, I, unfortunately, I don't have the breakdown of who, how much we gave to everyone. I, 
I believe it's not equal. It's it's. Um, no, it's not equal, but it's not also like crazy. There's no one person waiting it massively. Like some pretty much somewhere between, typically 500 to 2,000 is what we'd give anything at the moment. Like that's typically been the, the the plan with the church plant savings then taking a bit more, which we will review in light of this conversation. So, but we can get that data. It's no problem if that's yeah. a help. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Thank you. James? Yeah, um, just maybe, so maybe a slight sidestep from financial stuff, but I mean, you give to a number of um, groups that work within the city and the church. The city is obviously a big focus, but is there, any, is there any framework maybe for how people can give to those organizations in other ways, maybe by volunteering or, or giving of their own time or those kind of things? Is there a, do you as a church provide any framework for that, or is it just that? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I think we want to provide more frameworks, so I appreciate that. Um, the main place we've sent people so far as volunteers, particularly with that idea of the poor, is when people have said, I want to get involved, we say, great, we work with the Lighthouse, who do the homeless outreach. And so a number of church members for a short or long term have gone and volunteered there, and that's been real positive to have a practical outworking in the city with the poor that we're not leading, but we're supporting. Sports Extra is that sports summer camp, Christians in sports summer camp, where we take uh, non-believers and believers away and give them great sports in the morning and evening and afternoon and then do talks and things. So that requires a lot of time more on the gospel side of things if we think about the poor and the gospel. Um, there may be other avenues I'm forgetting. Someone else can chip in. But it'd be nice to create more avenues as the church grows to say, look, are you into this bit? You're like, we partner here. Well, we know this organization. So it's a great question. We have the principle. We have a couple of outworkings and... God willing, we'll have more avenues. Yeah. Zambia, I guess, is another one where we sent a team to Zambia overseas. Yeah. And the bank the banquet. Um, yeah, banquet. Yeah. yeah, where we give so, to others in that way. Yeah. Any other questions? Just on the sports extra, Sorry. the plan is to set up a separate charity, separate from Christ City Church, where we will call it whatever Christians of Sport Island, and they will run Sports Extra or Sport Plus. We currently run it all through the bank, which we're going to get better this year at just separating out. And Vanessa really uh, leads the charge and does masses of work and then I support. And we probably gave too much this year, though it required it, from our staff time at CCC to do it. I don't think we'd regret the amount of time we give, but we want to change it going forward. So we want to create a steering group with a separate charity and um, where Vanessa doesn't need to give her Fridays and days off to doing stuff for Sports Extra. And we will still support it. We also had 22, I think, of the 24 leaders were CCCers. So there's a whole diversification and birthing that out of us that we want to do. It probably won't happen by next summer, um, just because charity things take so long here. But that's the trajectory. Wow, you guys have rocked it tonight. You kept us late. Also, I just want to say, if you have a question that you didn't want to ask yeah. in front of the group, please come and ask, ask me or Steve. So we have a wonderful prayer that we pray every time, and I'm going to get Vaughan to pray it. You can keep your eyes open and look, or just close your eyes, and it's just a lovely prayer to think about adventure for the gospel. Disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little, when we arrived safely because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst uh, for the waters of life. Having fallen in love with life, 
we have ceased to dream of eternity and in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wider seas where storms will show your mastery. We're losing sight of land. We shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and to push into the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. Amen. Thanks for your questions, great encouragement, and uh, do come and ask any others, and God be with you.